Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to Spin FM. What's up, y'all? This is John DeRollins. Skip me, Sarah. Two Americans. Living in Sweden, talking about Thanksgiving. Yeah. <laughs> it's Thanksgiving week, man. It's uh, also week twelve is over, and uh, we uh, we are excited. We're gonna actually spend Thanksgiving together for the first time. So we're gonna talk about that a little bit before we get into talking about this exciting week of football that just happened uh, and happened to be my team's bye week. So I have a very neutral disposition right now. Um, but yeah, man, um, this episode is the next episode is coming tomorrow anyway, which right. will technically be Thanksgiving. Correct. But I'm um, turned up, man. I'm ready to rock and roll. Dude, I'm I'm super pumped. Um, yeah, I always feel like it's a little weird going into Thanksgiving week being an American living in Sweden because there's so much hype around Thanksgiving in, yeah. in America. And, and here it's like, what? We are getting ready for Black Week, yes? <laughs> <laughs> the week where we shop very cheap things. It's Black Week, no? Uh, <laughs> we raised the prices the week before so we could say it's a sale this week. Exactly, uh, which coincidentally is my least favorite American tradition, which has come to uh, uh, Black Sweden. Friday. Oh yeah, I just think like it for me. Black Friday, I don't know, symbol just even symbolically, I think represents like one of the more disgusting parts of American culture that makes me want to throw up in my mouth, and I hate that it came here as well. Mm. Uh, I think it just yeah. shows you that there's stupid people everywhere. Yeah. Uh, so it, I guess maybe I should feel good about that. It kind of makes more sense in America too, though, in my opinion. Mm. The uh, the positioning of the day, the reason, you know what I mean. And sure, to me, Thanksgiving breaks up Christmas and Halloween. You know, <laughs> so you don't have to yeah. start start your Christmas uh, hype until that Friday, and then you go shopping. And it used to it used to be more mild when I was a kid. Now Black Friday is insane. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, uh, yeah, my, I have relatives that will go to the Walmart at midnight. <laughs> they probably call it the Walmart. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they do call it the Walmart. <laughs> they don't, they don't, I'm not going to Walmart. I'm going to the, the Walmart. The Walmart. <laughs> um, it's like literally the biggest thing in their town. The Walmart. Uh, and, 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 and they'll go there. Some of them will go. They they don't even go intending to participate on the whole, you know, trying to get into the store. They just go to watch. It's like going to NASCAR. Mayhem. Like they're yeah. just going. For, they're going for the car crash. Look over um, there. Look over there. Look at it. They're gonna fight. They're gonna fight. 
Hey, look at those two fat ladies getting ready to duke it out over a doll. <laughs> it's the last one left, man. It's about to get real up in here, brother. Get the camera out. You got your phone. Hey, man, did you press record? <laughs> I ain't on the Wi-Fi. Use your phone. I'm out here trying to get my blue check mark, brother. I'm going viral. <laughs> now you can buy your blue check mark. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, that's uh, I'm excited that we're gonna spend it together. We're we're before we started the the recording, we're talking about the food. Mm. We do talk about food. We haven't talked about food as much lately as we did when we first started this. But this is the week of dinners, man. Like the Thanksgiving dinner, I used to make the rounds too. Remember mm. going to different when you before you uh settle down and have your own family, you go to different families and and eat mm-hmm. everybody's food. Ah. What a day Thanksgiving mm. is, man. It's my favorite holiday. Not just because of the food, but the family, like everybody being together. Normally, it's a good, like, people in good spirits. This one in New Year's for me. People in good spirits. I love it, man. Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving has become one of my favorite holidays, actually more so since moving here. Um, or, or, or since it became a holiday where you could celebrate it with your chosen mm-hmm. family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. I've said it many times on this podcast that I, I, I mean, I, I do, I love my family, uh, very much. Um, but it, they come with quite a bit of baggage, uh, and, and that baggage tends to be unearthed, uh, over Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, you know, especially when you go around the table and everyone starts to say what they're thankful for. And, uh, <laughs> but they never actually, they never actually, they will say what they're thankful for, but they always, to my family anyway, would always find a way to include whatever it is. They also struggled with throughout the year, which oh, is yeah. fine. Like a testimony. It's fine. <clears throat> it is. It becomes like, like church. Everybody when, when has their own little leave. monologue moment. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> the end of church, we're trying to get out of there. And then the old lady stand up. <laughs> Yo, we, <laughs> we had a, yeah. a, a talent show at my family reunion one time. And uh, and I forget her name, man. This old aunt. She, I can't believe she's still alive. She's still alive. I just found out recently. But she came mm-hmm. up there holding a gas, I mean, an oxygen tank that's connected oh, in. Telling the story. This is gonna take <laughs> about, a minute. About her husband who died. <laughs> oh, only way, only reason she's not still talking is my brother walked on stage and helped her off. Mm. Mm. <laughs> just took it. And you know he yeah. died. He died, but he did a good job, and the Lord took him. The Lord took him. <laughs> wow, that was a really good impression. I don't know her. Uh, but I felt like when you did that voice, I could see her. Yeah, it was crazy. I saw but it. it just got so quiet. I was like, "Damn, she bombing." Mm. <laughs> but yeah, man, that was a, that's awkward. <laughs> <laughs> but that's awkward, man. Uh, when people do that, turn the the Thanksgiving can turn into that. We did yeah. it the the first Thanksgiving I had. I had just moved. I tried to move here in two thousand six. I actually, I, I told you right that I got deported. But I tried to move yeah. here in two thousand six. And it was my first Thanksgiving, and I was like, I need to do this. I introduced my future in-laws to mm. Thanksgiving. So, like, my mom sent me all the recipes. I got really into it. And uh, and then I had <laughs> my Swedish future in-laws go around and say what they're thankful for. <laughs> and it was so <laughs> awkward. 
For those people that are not Swedish, Swedish people are not, <laughs> are probably the least likely in the world to want to open up about anything, especially what they're thankful for, to some yeah. strange American. <laughs> <laughs> that is really funny. <clears throat> We've actually never celebrated Thanksgiving with Joanna's family. Um, I, primarily because, you know, our Thanksgiving tradition here is, is um, uh, like the core group is, is this group of people that we've known for over 20 years, more or less. And it's a group yeah. of Swedish girls who are married to American men. Mm. And we've known each other all the way back to our New York days back in the late 1990s. Uh, and everybody moved to Sweden at different times and then once we were all here we decided to have a thanksgiving together oh that's cool um man. so it kind of circulates through the group so to speak uh and it that's grows what we did the fourth and, with all right correct it's this more or less the same base crew that we did the fourth of july with oh that's cool man glad to be a part of it man I, i'm looking forward mm -hmm. to thanksgiving <laughs> Yeah, it should be interesting. And there will be, you know, it's always this Thanksgiving tradition that we do. It gets so chaotic and loud because there's so many people yeah. uh, that we don't have time to do that. Like, no, what are you thankful you, for? Bullshit. No. Um, you can do it in like little pocket conversations. I usually try to like work the room and mm. walk around and be okay. like, all right, so what are you thankful for this year? You know what I mean? Just oh, try nice. to bring it down to a more chilled out level. And I think when you do it in that context, like a one on one with a Swede. Oh, yeah. It works a little better. Yeah, don't give. I think it's when the you get them all. Yeah, when they get in the spotlight and everyone's around the table, and it's like, hmm, okay, that make a funny short film, a Swedish Thanksgiving. That would be. We should do it, hilarious. man. Let's do it. It's funny. <laughs> all right. Well, we are here to talk about football. It is Thanksgiving week. That means we're gonna have games. Those of you that do fantasy, don't forget to check that your players are are or are not playing on Thursday. There's three games. Correct. On Thursday. Uh, so, mm -hmm. so we're going to get into that, but first we'll talk about the week 11 games, flip them and pick them, uh, win as usual where I won, uh, only cause I hit is only because I hit on the quote unquote upset that, uh, shouldn't have been an upset anyway. That's true. Didn't you, you picked the first game. Did you not? Uh, yes, I did. Who did you pick? <sighs> I picked the Packers. Seems as though you might've picked the Packers. <laughs> I picked the Packers to win that game. Where's the button? <laughs> <laughs> I had the volume down. <laughs> the yeah, Packers see? were not right. Uh, I know. I, I I don't know what I was thinking, man. I thought the Packers were, were ready now after beating the Cowboys, and I needed it. I feel but like the, it's over now. It's over for the Colts. I feel like the NFC is so wacky. You know, it's They're like, bad. I mean, the Packers look great against the Cowboys, but then all of a sudden, you know, the Cowboys turn around and boat race the Vikings this week, which we'll get yeah. to in a minute. But, but I just feel like it's so hard to predict. The Packers got completely outclassed at home in yeah. Lambeau. Yeah. Um, I mean, Rogers, he obviously threw. You know, the one consistency from the previous week is that he did manage to throw two touchdowns to this Christian Watson kid, which appears to be turning into a real thing. But otherwise, by his standards, he didn't Rogers look good. Off. Yeah. He did not look good. He missed a lot of throws. Mm -hmm. um, he was 24 for 39, 227 yards. I, I don't think Rogers has thrown for over 300 yards all season. Really? I, I, I re 
I'm pretty sure that they said that on the broadcast that he hasn't thrown for over 300 yards the whole season, which that's, that's really not good. Um, You know, Mr. Ryan. Oh yeah. (laughs) Mr. Ryan Tannehill on the other hand, I mean, dude deserves uh, some credit. He had, a hell of a night. He, we like to make fun of Ryan Tannehill, but this guy was damn near perfect. 22 for 27, 333 yards, averaged 12.3 yards per throw, two touchdowns. Uh, He did have a pick, um, but honestly, he was awesome. Linking up with, what's his name? Trayvon Burks. Is it Traylon or Trayvon? I don't remember. Trayvon. Trayvon. He had 111 yards on seven catches. Damn. Tannehill was out here dropping dimes to this motherfucker. It was, it, it was interesting. And, um, Oh, it's Trey Long. You know, Trey Longberg. Yeah. Is it Trey Long? Yeah. And, and, you know, st- statistically speaking, um, Derek Henry was actually the most accurate quarterback in this game going <laughs> two for two. Uh, he was two for two. Uh, that's uh, perfect as a hundred percent for you saints fans out there who can't understand <laughs> mathematics, uh, only four yards passing, but he did throw a fantastic jump, jump pass touchdown to my man, former Falcon, Austin Hooper. Let's fucking go. Uh, y- you gotta love it. You gotta love it. You gotta love this jump pass. It's not really, the first time he's done this. You really former Falcon in for Austin Hooper. Austin Hooper. Nah, I can't. I, I, <laughs> Even I can't buy I that one. You know what I mean? I'm like, my wife former. Falcon. Uh, yeah, wait till we get to the Colts game. I can't wait to talk about my former Falcon there. Mm. Uh, <laughs> Man, but Derrick Henry was fantastic. His his um, <clears throat> throwing the ball is just his part time job. His his real job, his day job, running the football. Uh, he had 28 carries for 87 yards and a touchdown. Bro, not a bad night it. for the big man. They're not a bad night. Into, they're trying their best, man. Run this dude into the ground. Him and Saquon too. The two yeah. of them. Yeah. They're handing the rock to Saquon like like forty Say, times. Help us! Again. Help us! Mm. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, that was a. It was a for for me. I felt it was unfortunate. It kind of solidified the fact that the Colts cannot win the AFC South. Mm. We we yeah. predicted a drop off of the Titans, but it wasn't enough to. Uh, to lose that division. Then no. we got the... Uh, one, oh, my well, actually, one last historical note about Derrick Henry. I thought this was quite cool. And, okay. And it, he became the first player in nearly 40 years to have over 20 carries, more than two completions, a rushing touchdown, and a, a passing touchdown in a single game. The last man to do that, Walter Payton. I knew it was going to be Walter Payton. Something told I I, I can't pass up a historical yeah. Walter Payton moment. Yeah. I mean, sweetness. Like I can't, I can't think of a a more exciting, probably w- one of my favorite players that was not on my team yeah. throughout my childhood. Well, that I was my team during, when I was a kid. I I was at the right age during the peak Walter Payton years, and him and Barry Sanders, like you just couldn't. Those two running backs, you just couldn't yeah. beat it. They were the best. I was I was too young to really appreciate Walter Payton. <laughs> Mm. But I was my, through my dad. I was a Bears fan, so right. I knew the legend of Walter Payton. Uh, Barry Sanders, I got to see like wow, like yeah, exactly every day, I, every Sunday, I would watch the uh, NFL films and all of that, and just yeah. when they put that music on and you see Barry Sanders just breaking motherfuckers down, it was like 
that Allen yeah. Iverson crossover commercial when he put the ball behind mm. his neck. It was like mm. Barry Sanders did that every day, man. It was crazy. That was dope. All right, then we got your squad, man. Your squad came out. You picked against your squad. I did, and that's probably why they won, (laughs) uh, to be fair. Uh, Yeah, Falcons won 27-24. to Um, Justin Fields, he's from Kennesaw, Georgia, very close to where I was born in Marietta. Mm -hmm. So he's coming home to face what I assume was his childhood team. Um, I was clearly afraid that he was going to run all over these Falcons, uh, and to a certain extent, I guess you could say he did do that. Um, the stand, the stand is pretty high for him now. It is, um, but I, I, I'm I'm happy to say, and obviously part of it is due, which we can get to a little bit later. He 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 was banged up towards the end of the game, um, so it made it a little easier for the Falcons to to kind of bend without uh, without breaking. Um. And to get so, free free points on the ex, on the special teams, bro. <laughs> uh. I mean, I yeah. We honestly, that was like one of the more exciting moments, obviously, of the game. Um, you know, we had trouble sort of taking care of Justin Fields for the most part uh, in the first half. Marcus Mariota didn't help much. Um. 13 for 20, 131 yards, one touchdown. Um, he, he rushed for um, for 25 yards and a touchdown, a pretty important touchdown, to be yeah. fair. Um, but honestly, as you alluded, the most no- noteworthy part of the game, uh, Bears are up 10 to 7 after a field goal. On the Falcons' uh, first play of the drive, my man Corderell Patterson fumbles the ball mm-hmm. after that. Uh, Bears recover on the Falcons' 29-yard line. This led to Justin Fields scoring his rushing touchdown. They're up 17-7, but then there it was, like a fucking bolt of lightning. That that rare moment of near-instant redemption, mm-hmm. right? Uh, uh, and a perfect ex- example of how failure, you know this as an American, failure is just a pathway to perseverance. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? <clears throat> You know yeah. this. Yeah. You know, this is some this. shit that the Swedes have not figured out yet. Yeah. Uh, my man, Scorderell Patterson, receives the kickoff <laughs> from the letter A in yeah. the end zone. Yeah. Okay? From the A, explodes down the field. Amazing blocks down uh, all the way down the way, by the way. Splits the Bears' defense like Moses split the Red Sea. Right? It's crazy. He didn't he didn't look that fast until you see everybody trying to catch him and he's just going past everybody. He just splits him right up yeah. the middle. A hundred and three yard kickoff return to the half from the A to the A. He falls on the A when he scores on the scores a touchdown straight into the record books. <laughs> yeah. This is his ninth kickoff return for a touchdown and officially the most ever in NFL history. Man, you should have seen me and Isak flying off the couch at that oh, moment. Man. We damn near tried to jump through the television yeah. so that we could help block. You yeah. know, yeah. I mean, I we were screaming at the television. We were so fucking pumped. Yeah. And honestly, it's like it's funny. I could, it's one of those moments that you kind of think of, like as a, like as a father. Oddly enough, like a, a little slightly serious fan, uh, note on on football fandom. I think yeah. about this a, a lot. My father passed on this Falcons fandom to me. Mm-hmm. And sadly, my son 
has picked it up from me. Mm-hmm. Uh, historically, there have not been a lot of great moments. <laughs> uh, gener- generally, it's these little moments that matter the most. And a moment like this that gets two generations of Musaras off of their seats, screaming at the television, yeah. rocking the double high fives as you realize there's no flag on the play. Yeah. I, I don't know... I don't know if he'll remember that moment for the rest of his life, but I sure as shit will never forget it. Honestly. I mean, that's beautiful. I I love that kid. And I feel an enormous amount of guilt for having turned him into a Falcons fan, (laughs) but what are you, what are you going to do? But it's moments like these that make it worth it. You know? Yeah. So when I'm old and gray, I'll be like, remember that time? (laughs) Corner L. Patterson. Took it from the A to the A. He broke the record record books. He He broke the record. Do you remember that? Just remember that before I go, son. It was two dot was a twenty one twenty two. Was a twenty one twenty two. I don't know that was a two dot twenty two. Yeah, man. I was glad uh, for you. I was glad for you. Yeah. One yeah. one thing that bothers me is this yeah. media narrative that like Justin mm. Fields is the next. Mm. When it's like I don't know yet. He can't. Like, he's off when it's time. Like, there's been a few times this season when they just need him to put together one drive and they win the game, turn some of these losses into wins, and he he hasn't done it yet. Right. He was really close you know in that one game um, against Washington. Yeah. You know, to me, I think it's kind of, for me, Justin Fields, I mean, there's obviously a lot of similarities between him and Lamar Jackson. Okay. Um because of the way they play and they yeah. r- rely on design runs and scrambles and things like that. But for me, the thing that I find the most comparable is as far as like what the team expects from him at this moment, the bears cannot win football games unless Justin Fields puts on the Cape. Uh, and even then that's not a guarantee, right? And and this has been a problem for the Ravens. To be fair, the Ravens are a better football team, period. We all know that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would argue that the reason why the Ravens have not made it farther than they have is because they're expecting too much from their quarterback. And I think the Bears are going to run into the same problem. And and the real problem is, is that once he gets hurt, which is what happened in this game, he separated his shoulder in this game. He kept playing. Mm. Um, he also tweaked his hamstring. And at that point, it's like, well, of course the Falcons were able to stop him. <laughs> yeah. At that point, the guy's got a separated shoulder and a fucked up hamstring. You know, I also think that <clears throat> I think that he's getting confused by defenses and then he starts running. And that's Correct. what he needs to protect the team, which is protecting himself. Yeah. And learn how to read defenses and, you know, make the throws that he needs to make. And then he'll be a bigger weapon, and instead of the Lamar Jackson comparisons, you'll have more Josh Allen comparisons. Sure, because he's got. No, a cannon. I think it's. A, he's got a cannon. I, I think. I think it's a fair point, and it'll be really interesting. I think this year is obviously a huge improvement from, from last year, um, yeah. and I think it would be interesting to see what happens next year. Um, it's another sub twenty completion performance, fourteen completions out of twenty one attempts. That's pretty it's like, problematic, I would it's say. It's like, come on, man. This um, they and I don't know. I thought they were bringing him along all right because it was like he, they were giving him more passes, but it's like, I don't know, man. I think it, it 
I maybe you tweeted me about or tweeted texted me about this that that the Falcons had managed to get into a situation where they were forcing Fields to beat us with his arm, mm-hmm. which yep. clearly he's not capable of doing. Um, you know, once once we were able to get in that situation, we kind of it got. I mean, we there was still a lot of work to do to win this football game. There were a few more yeah. touchdowns that traded back and forth in the second half. Um, it was really by the you know, slimmest of margins were, you know, young, young way coup again, you can't ice ice. This man has given us the game winning <laughs> field goal kick again. Uh, but fields with the game on the line in the fourth quarter, a, hundred, a, a minute 47 to work with. So you um, know. He overthrows Montgomery. Yep. Jalen Hawkins picks it off and that's the ball game. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I but was they, worried going into this game that, I was really worried going into this game that this was going to be kind of a, a referendum on on the 2021 draft. We took Kyle Pitts in the number four spot. We had the chance to take Justin Fields, mm. um, and we didn't. <clears throat> um, I mean, I don't know. I don't think that debate will ever die. Uh, I would certainly rather see Justin Fields in a Falcons uniform than Marcus Mariota, to be honest. Um, I'm but living, I'm not I'm sure. living in that, bro. I'm living in the Tua Herbert thing. It happens all the time. There's no avoiding yeah. it. You know what I mean? But th- there's no way that any GM could know beforehand. He was kind of mm. a question mark, and he's still a question mark. Only mm. thing we know is he's exciting. It's exciting to see somebody tearing up the league, running from the quarterback position. But then mm. he's tearing up his shoulder too. You know what I mean? And then at some point, remember Lamar True. Jackson was doing that, and then there was all the question mm. marks came at the end of the season. When the games got tight and he had to throw the ball, and the right. first two years everybody's wondering, is this dude just a trick running back? And then he he still took the lead by storm though. As a right. I want to say his third season. I, I think the Fields argument amongst Falcons fans is a little more intense because not a lot of these Falcons fans are also Georgia Bulldog fans. And oh, and okay. for those of you who don't know, Justin Fields was the backup quarterback to Jake Fromm. How mm-hmm. good, like that guy is not a real NFL quarterback. He's trash. Uh, and a lot of people, myself included, would have rather have seen Justin Fields as the starting well, quarterback. They could take the that Bulldogs. up with their racist ass college coaches. <laughs> like, take that Correct. up. The, Atlanta's not supposed to make up for that shit. Atlanta didn't even no, know exactly. if they had the right coach. Exactly. But it's funny because you can't really have, when you have a conversation with a real Falcons fan, there's a fairly good chance that they're also a Bulldogs fan and right. all of those emotions get swirled up in it. So it gets kind of confusing and crazy. Yeah, Either way, it doesn't really matter because Justin Fields plays for the Chicago bears now. Uh, and Kyle Pitts now yep. has a seizing ending MCL oh, yeah. uh, injury, which, you know, obviously it kind of sucks, but we don't know how to use him anyway. So <laughs> I don't see how much it, re- and it's not like he's the best blocking tight end in the league. So it's not, yeah. I, I don't. So it, yeah, of course you take away one of the weapons, but it's like, I, again, we, we don't know how to use them anyway. So I don't think it matters that much. One good sign about Justin Fields is that uh, in the locker room post game, he told the, the team that the defense gave the offense a chance and the offense, <laughs> offense didn't yeah. get it done. Uh, and he apologized <laughs> for letting the team down. And um, mm. the players said it went a long way with him. Um, and they know mm. that he played hurt trying to make it happen. So the leadership is there. Yeah. And there'll be another quarterback who will discuss 
uh, a bit later who went in a in a slightly <laughs> different direction when asked that question. But we'll yeah, we'll um, we'll delve into that. We've we've already spent. I always feel sometimes yeah. I feel like I have to apologize to our podcast listeners because yeah. I know we always spend way too much time on the Falcons game. So yeah, sorry. and Thanksgiving, and we're 27, 27 minutes in on the second game. <laughs> Just get, buckle in, y'all. This one yeah. you might have to listen to this one in in uh, two in, parts in, <laughs> in sessions or something. <laughs> All right. Well, let's breeze through the ones we can. Like Browns versus Bills. Uh, it was an exciting game though. The Browns mm. played the Bills. Uh, I picked the Bills to win this game. Uh, predictably, they did win, but they the Bills are looking pretty sus. Yes, uh, it did take them a while to to take control of this game, but eventually they did. Yeah. In my opinion, actually, the most interesting part uh, the, the most interesting part of the story to this game was all the stuff that happened before. Um, so obviously this game was played in Detroit because of a massive snowstorm. Um, they had this thing called the lake snow effect where, you know, it sucks all this moisture up from the lake and dumps it down on the poor people of Buffalo. Also thunder snow, which I've never heard of. Have you heard of this? No, man. Thunder snow. This is basically like you and I know this. (laughs) No, you, you know, you and I know this from growing up in the South. Like what a, what just a regular torrential downpour thunderstorm mm-hmm. is like it's the same thing but it's a snowstorm instead of a rainstorm oh, and you've got okay. thunder and lightning going off during the I, I never i didn't realize that was even possible that happened here too um, exactly and then I, I just read about this thunder snow thing and then it, all of a sudden it happens here i was like yeah, that's crazy thunder snow to me i felt like it sounded like a really shitty icelandic metal band you know <laughs> We are Thunder Snow! <laughs> um, but, okay, 56,000 tickets were sold in 24 hours before this wow. game. This is Bill's Mafia showing up to wow. fucking buy 56,000 tickets. And get out of town. <laughs> and showing up, Bill's Mafia is showing up at the players' houses to help mm. dig their cars out of the driveway so that these guys can get to the airport. I mean... You the real MVP. Honestly, they, regardless of how you feel about the Buffalo Bills, you best fan. How many times have you heard stories about them like donating to other yep. players' charities or all yep. this other stuff? It's just, they're they're unbelievable. Yep. Anyway, as you said, it took a while for the game to heat up. I was really curious why there was this weird scenario where where Stefan Diggs didn't get a target until <laughs> deep into the second quarter. His first target was his first catch, which also happened to be there a touchdown. But it was like, why What's I didn't under, I mean, did they, did you see something that I didn't see? Were they really taking uh, him away or they're probably, they do have one of the best corners in football. Yeah. And they have a good huh? second. I like that. I'm sure they're, that's the focal point. But I just a little surprised that, that Josh Allen wouldn't throw it to him anyway. Yeah. I'm surprised too, but Josh Allen seems a little bit, if not broken, he's sprained. <laughs> maybe he's maybe he's a little. He has thrown a lot of interceptions in the last couple of weeks, so maybe he was reluctant to throw into into yeah. that kind of coverage. Um, but I, the, I actually think the MVP of this game was Bills linebacker um, Matt Milano. Milano. He's always Jeez. a beast. He's one of the best that, in the league. Amazing. The guy's everywhere. Yeah. Everywhere he Love is everywhere. Game. Yeah, yeah, um, I can see that. Uh, I also think that their commitment to running the ball. Is why yeah. they 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 finally committing for real. 
and yeah. stop trying to do this hero Josh Allen stuff. They let him run three plan runs at, at le- or three runs, but other than that, they got twenty nine rushing attempts. Yeah, that's some uh, fucking uh, Derrick Henry numbers between mm. Singletary and Cook, and they look good. They were gashing. Uh, the I, I'm I'm really besides my uh, look. Obviously, my man, former Bulldog um, James Cook. I I think he's a hell of a running back, and and. I don't understand why it's taken them this long to figure out because the way we used him at Georgia is that, you know, we ran by committee at Georgia, but James cook was our primary passing running back. Mm. You stick him out in the flats, you throw him the ball, get him out in space and the guy's gone. Like he he's basically an extra receiver. And I don't know why it's taken the bills this long to trust him. I know he fumbled. He fumbled on his first carry in his first NFL game. And I feel like he's been trying to work his way out of the doghouse Mm. since then. Um, But that's fucking stupid. Like just give him the ball and, and don't kill singles. Like you have the opportunity to have, you know, Singletary and cook. And and in this game, you saw it. They finally decided, okay, you know what? Let's do this. And it worked. Yeah, uh, yeah. So I thought. Uh, I mean, I'm a little bit uh, worried about the Bills a little bit, but well, still, I think that'd be all right though. I think you bring up an interesting point though, because I think the thing that's hidden underneath the score that a lot of people probably didn't realize is that you know, oddly enough, Bills kicker Tyler Bass was quietly kind of the man of the match. This guy went six for six and accounted for, that. for eighteen for where of their points. At. Yeah. <laughs> It, it came from the it came from the kicker. Yeah. So I mean, that that's great that your kicker is six for six, but it, it's hiding a, a deeper problem, yeah. in my opinion. I agree, man. Next game, we got the uh, Eagles and the Colts. Man, you called the upset, and I was like, "Is was close? This, is this motherfucker skips to Thomas?" <laughs> I was close, man. Man, uh, Jeff Saturday got them boys rolling. Uh, the the Colts had a valiant effort against the number one team in the NFC uh, with, on what was a, a shaky day for the number one teams in the NFC. <laughs> so Colts defense played their asses off. Yeah, man. Uh, they and and that's how they're supposed off. to have been playing all year because mm-hmm. um, that defense is always together. Uh, and then, you know, it, it did I'm, come down to sometimes I texted you, Matt Ryan, because <laughs> I was literally I was rooting for the Colts. You mean I my was man? rooting for you. We were all rooting for you. How dare you? <laughs> waiting on these dudes. Waiting on these dudes. Come through and win this fucking game. And I'm over I, here like, come on, Matt. You got it, man. Prove him wrong, man. Prove him wrong. And then he just slowly backpedals into a sack every time. <laughs> every time. God damn. He, he, you know what he does? He did, he did this in this game too. He, he backed into a sack, but he also walked into a sack <laughs> where he tries to step yeah, forward in the yeah. pocket. It's so it's slow. Like, it's like, oh my God. Is this, I, I thought quicksand was a myth, but it's always foot, on his back his, step. There's quicksand. His, his footwork is terrible. Oh my God. Uh, yeah. I mean, headed into the fourth quarter, the Eagles only had three points on the board. It was crazy. How, they were. I was thinking good. about that. They were up by ten in the mm. fourth quarter, and Matt Matty Ice was like, "You know what? I've been here before. I've had a lead in the fourth quarter. I know how to lose this." Step aside, son. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
Man, they scored three points in the final quarter, but they were they were up thirteen to three, and found a way to lose that game. So frustrating. Uh, mm. Jonathan Taylor was even he even got almost a hundred yards. Maybe they could have given him the ball more. I don't know, man. But it doesn't look like uh, Jeff Saturday is much a drop off of uh, Frank Reich. The team looks like energized. I think. Um, mm. But uh, we'll see. Um, I'm a little worried about the Eagles, though. Yeah. Well, I think, yeah, I think the Eagles, I mean, I don't think anybody, we've been talking about this all year. The Eagles, I mean, obviously you, you got to give them I was a believer. credit. Got to give them credit for going undefeated for as long as they have. Um, but it's not like, it's not like the obvious issues with that team weren't, weren't there. It just, it, it was just going to take, uh, it was going to take a, 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 somebody trying to figure out how to punch him in the mouth. You know what mm. I mean? You know what worries me the most? Mm. Nick Sirianni, our boy, each individual. Yep. After the game, got emotional. His mentor. He did. His father. Mm. I think of previous coach he had. Mm. And Frank Reich. He named mm. three mentors in his life who meant the most to him in his life. And mm-hmm. how much this game meant to him. They were coming out to beat this team that unjustly fired. He didn't say it, but unjustly fired uh, Frank Reich. And this is what you did? <laughs> you had a vendetta and you came out and did this. <clears throat> this is like this is like going to uh stop some dude from from beating up his girlfriend and then you just get punched in the face. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like this is this is the, the honor that you carry on you. It's like Yeah, that, he, that he's... scares me that he came in ready to fucking rock and roll and then he put up this uh barely beating him. He was uh, more than a little lucky. Uh, barely. To, to to get out of there with a win and yeah. and he was pretty pumped afterwards obviously yeah. there's there's footage of him walking up to the to the Colts fans before he goes into the locker room yeah. saying that was for fucking Frank Reich uh and That's and then he goes in to the press conference and and you know it does that thing that he's like you don't want to know how I really feel about this yeah. you know uh, which is fine. I'm totally whatever. embarrassed and totally ashamed. <laughs> Get out of here. Um, but it's like, come on, yeah. we can see your tail between your legs, bro. Yeah. We can see it. We saw the game. We watched the game. You barely won this. Uh, take a seat. Get your team right. All right. Uh, and you know, take that stupid highlighter out of your fucking hat. <laughs> Why does that bother you so much? Like, uh, I don't know, man. I hate it. Then we got, uh, <laughs> I forgot to make the sound, man. I forgot to make the sound. I'm going to make the sound uh, for this uh, segment that we like to call the <laughs> Shit Bowl Game of the Week. Brought to you by No, X-Lax. we were, yeah, brought to you by x Lax. <laughs> but uh, the this x game is an embarrassment. Yes. Yes, let's let Tom. Let's see what Tom Brady has to say about this. There's a lot of bad football from what I watch. Yeah, I agree, Tom. You left that team right on time. The Patriots played the Jets <laughs> uh, in uh, in the showcase of the 31st and 32nd best quarterbacks in the NFL. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe 34th and 35th. There's some backups better than these motherfuckers. Uh, Zach Wilson, holy shit, and uh, and Mac Jones. His stat line is very, very deceiving. Correct. It, lo- it looks like he had a decent game. Mm. Motherfucker's bad, man. Mm. 
And he and he and he and he throws it short too. Like it, I don't know. It, he's broken. You're right. Man. You're 100 percent right because his stat line is 23 for 27, 246 yards, no touchdowns, no picks. He got sacked six times. Yeah. But it was just the way like Sack Jones. He was yeah, Stat Jones. I said so Sack. St- yeah. <laughs> we could call him Stat Jones. Stat Jones. Yeah, Whack Jones. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Whack Jones versus Whack Wilson. <laughs> but, but when you play against someone like Whack Wilson, and this shit is funny. Listen to this: nine for twenty-two. Yeah. Seventy-seven yards passing, no, touch- <laughs> no touchdowns. Oh, no, wait, wait, wait! Is this Derrick Henry's? <laughs> yeah. Um, no touchdowns, no picks. Miraculously, yeah. bro. The Patriots DBs. Yo, listen. McCordy had one in the bread basket. They they dropped seven, at least three. They're gonna yeah. have to do some jugs practice uh, <laughs> this week because those motherfuckers were dropping picks all over the place, uh, throwing it right to him like like he uh, wanted. Like I, I, it was yeah. The Jets never crossed their own thirty five yard line in the second half. Their own thirty five. Exactly. God, they had damn. two total yards of offense in the second <laughs> half. I mean, it doesn't. It doesn't get any shittier than that. And the they talk about uh, what's his name won't, won't commit to Wack Wilson for next game. What do you mean won't commit? Commit to not playing him. Correct. It's time for for Big Dick Mike. Well, that story shifted over the course of twenty four hours, where where Robert Sala was not ready to throw Zach Wilson under the bus. But then this this video comes out of um, a reporter asking him asking Zach Wilson, um, considering how well the defense played, do you feel like you let them down? And he said, nope, no, absolutely not. <laughs> and uh, everybody just went, I'm sorry, what? Um, which was obviously in stark contrast to the way you described Justin Fields and, and what he said after the game. Exactly. This is this is how you lose the locker room. Yep. This is exactly how you lose the, the locker room. I was going to get the audio, but it's, it's too long. But uh, And uh, in a game where where – the score is knotted at three to three. We thought this is going to overtime. Yeah. Yeah. This is going to overtime at three. It's going to be a draw. This is the most (laughs) pathetic. What if it goes to overtime and still ends three to three? This might be the worst game in NFL history. And then out of nowhere, the Jets punt the ball away with 24 seconds left on the clock. And third round rookie Marcus Jones has to be the guy (laughs) to end this fucking thing. Mark Jones instead of Mac Jones. (laughs) Thank God for him. Thank God. God that he ended this football game. Get this over with. Thank you, Marcus Jones. I feel like I want to send him a Christmas gift or something because he took this shit 84 yards to the house to put this game out of its fucking misery like a horse that just needs a fucking just pow, pow, pow. Like, just end it, man. End it. Yes. And then then they almost, almost got a penalty to pull that back because some idiot blocks in that was a block in the back. It looked like when it happened, people... I was like, "No, he didn't." That's one of those things that happens on Madden when you <laughs> for touchdown, and then they do a penalty at the end just to pull it back. I was like, "I can't believe he just did that." Most people, uh, most people up and down the board throughout the whole NFL media universe are all scratching their heads, like, "How is that not a penalty?" The refs wanted to leave too, because when he did, I was like, <laughs> did "This dude just did this." <laughs> You're probably right. The rest were like, "No, nah, man, let's, let's get, get this out of over, here. man. Let's this get is bullshit. The fuck it's out cold. Of here. This game is shitty. Get me out of here." <laughs> yeah, uh, enough on that shitty game. Great rant though. <laughs> it was great. <laughs> the uh, the next game was the uh, 
You called it. You said the Saints would beat the Rams. I didn't want to believe it until it happened. And mm. I'm just, just. I need. To, we need uh, death music. Dun 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 dun. The Rams are fucking done, man. Finished. Yeah. They look good these- though. Yeah, but I, well, I would say coming into the game, these are clearly two teams that are out here struggling. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what to say other than the fact that this is—I I, I, agree—we are—we are past the time where where we can like definitively fork the Rams, like they're done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and, and and the Saints can only usually, you know, is is whatever they they played a good game, but most of the time they can only play one decent quarter of football. And that was enough to get them the victory. Um, mm. Andy Dalton looked great on paper. Yeah. Uh, certainly better on paper than he looked on the field. In my opinion, he went 21 for 25, 260 yards, three touchdown passes, red rifle, uh, baby. <clears throat> those 21 points, which turned out to be enough to win the game were scored basically in the second and part of the third quarter. Mm. The, the saints still haven't really played a complete football game all year. Um, Outside of Kamara having a quiet night, Chris Olave, that dude is special. Him I like. Uh, I'm so impressed with him. That guy was an absolute beast. This guy, Jawan Johnson, this tight end, he scored a touchdown in all five of his last games. He's been fucking fantastic as well. Wait till they get, uh, wait till Michael Thomas comes back, man. (laughs) (laughs) Right. That's what everybody always says. And when they get Michael Thomas back, oh my God. I'm just glad that an actual tight end like Jawan Johnson is starting to go off mm. undrafted free agent out of Oregon. This guy yeah. is going off and, and balling out. Unlike this fake ass Taysom Hill tight end. Bullshit. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like every time they put this guy in the game, I'm like, what are you doing? Like this one for you- three, 14 yards. So and they had him in the game on like key third down place, like third and long where I'm like, what are you doing? Does Dennis Allen make it past this year? I don't think he should. I don't think he deserves to make it past no. this year. If I'm a Saints fan, which, God, it's a horrible thing to <laughs> imagine, um, I, I would I would demand that, that you get a real football coach, mm. a real head coach. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Then we got the uh, Lions versus the Giants. I thought the Giants were going to beat the lowly Lions. Boy, was I wrong. The uh, Giants forgot there was a game. I don't know what happened. Uh, Dude, they blew the doors off the Giants. Maybe the Giants were fake news. I don't know, man. Maybe it was just a bad Sunday. We'll see. 
But the the Lions, uh, maybe Dan Campbell firing that duty fired, woke everybody up, and now the Lions, they're on a three-game winning streak, right? Yeah, man, they're on a heater. They're on a heater. (laughs) And they they Uh, put up 31 on the Giants. Yeah. Who have had pretty good defense so far. Yeah. I'm, um, I was I was surprised when I saw the uh, how much the Giants were struggling. Uh, our our boy Daniel Jones, he threw for th- damn he threw for three hundred forty one yards. He was slinging it, uh, but he looked like old Daniel Jones. True, a little bit. Where he just he also like, had two picks. Yeah, uh, and there was a fumble as well. So I, I the 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 Lions yeah, were working with pretty good field position for most of the night, um, which kind of explains whatever you know. Goff didn't throw any TD passes, but he also didn't throw any picks. Um, He was 17 for 26, only 165 yards passing. But Jamal Williams had three rushing touchdowns. Mm -hmm. And I think he leads the NFL in touchdowns at the moment with 12, which is crazy. Uh, My man, former Bulldog DeAndre Swift, also found the back of the end zone, which is nice. Yeah, sure. Uh, (laughs) And Daniel Jones, yeah, again. How do you throw a pick to a guy who has the shortest arms in the NFL? <laughs> How? How do you do this, Mr. Tyrannosaurus Arms? That's the second and, week with a pick in a row, right? He I picked off Rodgers in the end zone, didn't he? That might have been two weeks ago, but yeah, I think so. I thought yeah. they beat the – oh, no, 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 because the – yeah, yeah, it is two but weeks yeah. ago. But he – yeah, he, he's out here making oh. plays. This one, Jones just threw it right to him. Yeah. You, a baby could have caught that. Even with baby arms, you could catch that thing. It was a good week for a defensive lineman in uh, getting interceptions. That's for sure. Uh, I mean, this game was a route. It was never nah. close. Dan never. Campbell just relaxing on the side, man. Mm. It's good to see him smile, man. You know what I like about this the most, actually, is that so you have the Lions, as you said, they've just ripped off three wins in a row. Mm. They're sitting in second place in the NFC North. Mm-hmm. Uh, pretty far below the Vikings, but yeah. above the struggling Packers. Um, <laughs> but next up, they have their Thanksgiving game against the Bills, who are also struggling a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I don't remember the last time a Lions Thanksgiving game actually had any pop to it. Oh, yeah. Now, I don't remember the last time, you know, because it's always the first game of Thanksgiving Day. Mm-hmm. And, and it's always like the one that you're like, eh, yeah, it's on in the background. Yeah. You know, it's like, yep. eh. but this one's got some pop. Yeah. I, I don't remember the last time a Lions game on Thanksgiving had some real pop to it. So I'm, point, I'm, man. I'm here for it. I now I've said that, and the Bills early. are going to just absolutely just murder beat them. the dog shit out of them. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be cool to watch some football on Thursday. Mm-hmm. Then we got the the Panthers and the Ravens, uh, and another like a <laughs> shit Lex X Lex shit bowl. What the hell happened uh, here? Yeah, man. We had uh another shit bowl and this one that was unexpected shit bowl. I guess it was supposed to be a shit bowl in the way that like it was supposed to be a route that's not as competitive, but it turned out to be competitive. It was six to three in the fourth <laughs> quarter. I saw it, yeah. Uh when the Panthers receiver fumbled the ball deep in uh Carolina territory. Two plays later, Lamar Jackson walks it into the end zone for a thirteen to three lead um i mean i don't know i guess there's nice things to say like the ravens d obviously shut down down to foreman which is important uh baker mayfield was about as baker mayfield as you could expect 21 for 33 196 yards two touch uh, zero touchdowns two motherfucking picks um both came late in the game though i mean those two picks 
to be fair, came late in the game when he's trying mm-hmm. to win the. Yeah. Um, Did you see the the pick Jackson threw? Yeah. D lineman. Mm. They were out there balling this week, man. He mm. uh, faked the rush, backed off a little bit. He's probably a spy. Uh, and uh, I guess Jackson didn't account for him. <clears throat> Threw it right to him. Mm. And he held on to it. Penalties probably are the underrated biggest factor in this game. Carolina had nine penalties for 66 yards, and the Ravens had 10 penalties for 93 yards. God damn. So no wonder these teams couldn't score. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was kind of a shitty shit bowl. Uh, maybe the Ravens will have a wake-up call off of that one. You picked them to win. They did win. The next game, I tried to call an upset. I thought the Texans would come out and uh, give Washington a run. You know, uh, Washington seems to be on kind of a roll, man. Washington came out and handled their business. Uh, it was never in doubt, and they they beat. Uh, and maybe all of this drama, maybe like stepping on the field, is like getting them through the bullshit going on around them. Yeah, I've heard some reports about that, that the players are kind of... Um, it's their getaway. Know, yeah, they're trying to kind of... Their their attempt to block out all of the outside noise surrounding this franchise is helping the team kind of come together. I mean, it has to be said that, you know, Davis Mills throwing a pick six on his second snap of the game certainly helps yeah. you to win a football game for sure. <laughs> um <clears throat> yeah, I still like Davis Mills though. Yeah, Heineke wasn't special. He was only nah. 15 for 27, 191 yards. He didn't throw any touchdowns. Uh their only other touchdown came from a Curtis Samuel rushing play. Yeah. After that it was all field goals. Yeah. Uh so I I don't know what to say about the Texans. This, you know, this rookie uh Damian Pierce who's been so great throughout the year feels like he's starting to fall off a cliff. Yeah, uh, the it's past talent, games. man. They don't have the talent. Yeah, and then they're finally getting draft picks back, just in time had, to fire Lovey Smith. So it's right on Pier- par. Pierce had ten carries for eight yards in this game. God damn, that's a pretty. Steep Ron drop Rivera, off. man, he was the Ron, Ron Rivera. He's out there feeling like uh like our boy. They wrote me off. I ain't right back though. <laughs> True. And the interesting thing, especially, I'm glad you, you brought that up because the, the NFC East record wise is turning out to be one of the more fascinating divisions yeah. in, in the league. The commanders are in last place with a six and five record yep. right behind the giants who are at seven and three Cowboy yep. Cowboys are also seven and three. And then you have the Eagles at nine and one. Uh, yeah. They might put I, four in the playoffs at the moment. I think, if the playoffs started today, the top three would be in, and the Commanders are really just one game away from also yeah. being in. Um, It'll be the first so, time ever, man. Since well, since they went to seven games, it hasn't been possible. But now it'll be the first time mm-hmm. where they can uh, they can put the whole division in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And just what three years ago they were the worst division in football. To be fair, they have the easiest schedule in the league this year, the NFC East. So. It used to be that the easiest the they were part of making teams' schedules the easiest schedule. Mm. If you played the NFC East, then you had an easier schedule because they all correct. Sucked. You're so correct. That's a yeah. good thing, man. Yeah, that's true. Uh, um, now we got the uh, where are we at the Raiders Broncos Raiders hot seat bowl. Let's go. <laughs> Uh, the Raiders uh, nudged past the Broncos. Wasn't it an overtime game? Yeah, it was. Yeah, and uh, 
I don't know. Both of these coaches need to fucking go. They're both in the same predicament that I talked about <laughs> last week. And uh, but Russell Wilson out here playing like shit. No, this I, was, I, it was well, statistically he was better. But at the, what did he do at the end? He did something to fuck up real bad at the no, end. No, but he the, the Broncos are doing the same thing they do every seemingly every week. Where their first drive of the game, it looks like, oh shit, okay, yeah. here we go, here we go, here Scripted. we go, and then it just shuts down. I, I don't know what's going on. And then also, you know, the news that dropped before this game that Nathaniel Hackett was turning over play calling duties to quarterback coach. What is he there for? Quarterback Clint Kubiak, uh, he who used to play, he used to call plays for the Vikings last right. year. Right. Kubiak, uh, it did not help. Um, obviously. Um, I mean, the Broncos, they're so they're such a weird football team. And they seem to week after week also kind of they build this 10 point ceiling right out of the gates. And then that's it. It's over. Like, have you heard the stat? Have you heard the stat? Which one? There's a stat out there. Yeah. If the Denver Broncos would have scored 18 points every game this season, Mm. they would be nine and one. Wow. Shit, dude. That shit is crazy. Fire this motherfucker immediately. All you need is 18 points. 18 points in today's past happy NFL. 18 points and they're 9-1. and I am so upset. (laughs) (laughs) That's shocking. That's crazy, man. I couldn't believe it. I am so upset. (laughs) I couldn't believe when I heard that. That is shocking. They're 3-7. That's the most shocking thing I've heard all season. Yeah. That's shocking. Wow. They will be nine and one, man. That is insane. Uh that that alone is reason to fire the goal. That means your defense is doing its thing. We said it. We said they were a quarterback away. They got the quarterback. They didn't get the coach. Because mm. it's it's proof. Like my team is proof that a coach can change an offense. True. Change an offense. They have Vic Fangio Fangio before. Built a great defense. Got rid of them. Defense is still intact. They could have brought in a good offensive mind. There's some good offensive minds that were out there that were um, applying for jobs. Just throwing it out there. <laughs> Eric. Mm. Unbelievable. I mean, the Raiders, you, you also have to kind of put the Raiders in the crosshairs in this game a little bit, too. Because oh, yeah. I feel like if it wasn't for the nine penalties that they took for 98 lost yards, I think they would have absolutely blown the doors off of the Broncos in this game. Because you had Carr cooking it to Devontae Adams. 23 for 37, mm. 307 yards, two touchdowns. Yeah. Devontae Adams had seven catches for 141 yards. Josh Jacobs had a hell of a day. 24 carries for 109 yards. He also had a ton of like receiving yards, too. Like, I mean, they this this Raiders team cannot stop tripping over their own dicks. I don't understand. Uh and, and to me. I just feel like this game wouldn't have even gone to overtime had it not been for the number of penalties that they got. Do you um, do you feel like um, these guys put their bodies through so much? They put so much stuff into their bodies and they put it through so much. <laughs> yeah. Every week, man. If only mm-hmm. you knew. If all the guys, I wish everybody in the locker room felt that oh, way. Oh boy, here we go. It comes the <laughs> <to> waterworks. <laughs> well, they got the W. Um, I still think they should get rid of the coach. Mm. I really do. I don't. I'm. I don't know, man. This should not be three and seven. 
it's it's a little stunning. I think they have some real issues with with whatever it is they're trying to do on third downs too, because this was one of the other stats that shocked me. The Broncos' third down efficiency; they were only three for twelve on third downs. That's not good. Yeah, no, it's twenty five percent. It's shitty. That's that's not good enough. No. Um, you, you improve that by even again, like you said, you improve that by like 10%, you might win this ball game. Yeah. You know what I mean? All you need is 18 points and you're winning games. Like you're yeah. nine and one. It's fucking, it's absurd. Yeah. Then we got the, uh, the Cowboys Woo. Vikings and, uh, Woo. man, uh, I call shit. this, I call this quote unquote upset. We all saw this shit coming. I don't know how, uh, what it, what was it? 60 something right. uh, percent thought the Vikings will win. I think they're just looking at the record. I don't know. Mm. But the mm. Vikings honestly were not ready for this ass whooping no. they got. They ran up against a buzzsaw. <laughs> Our man, who we mm. predicted to be defensive player of the year, is going to get it. Oh, yeah. Michael Parsons coming around <laughs> the edge. It's and a lock. <laughs> has there been anything more desperate and sad mm. this whole year than Kirk Cousins reaching out for that football? Mm. With Michael Parsons on his back after he fumbled mm-hmm. it, and he just he just couldn't quite get it. Yeah, it's right. Yeah. There. It was like it was like yeah. a scary movie too. It's my good hand. Yeah, my good hand. and that was how they started the game. Yeah, like that was just like a out the oh, gate. It's gonna be like this. Yes. Uh, as a neutral fan, this was the game I was looking forward to yeah, the same. most. Same. Um like but it turned out to be a complete dud uh, great yeah. if you're a cowboys fan obviously um but yeah you're right it did i actually wrote in my notes that it it felt like especially after they lost christian derisaw the vikings their their right tackle or no mm. sorry their left their left tackle yeah or right tackle it was left tackle know. the most important one christian derisaw once he went out of the game with an injury this turned into like a like a bloodbath slasher film yeah. type of thing uh <laughs> kurt cousins jesus he was bad I have him in one of my fantasy leagues. He got me like 2.2 points in my fantasy <laughs> league. That's how bad he was. Yeah. He went 12 for 23, 105 yards, no touchdowns, no picks, but he had the lost fumble, as you mentioned. He got sacked seven times. Uh, this was just an all-out fucking beatdown. Yeah. Um, this is funny. Just to kind of put things into perspective, the Cowboys had 458 yards of total offense. Vikings, 183. <laughs> Cowboys were 12 for 17 on third downs. Vikings, one for 11. Mm. The Dallas D blew up drive after drive with big third down plays. Mika Parsons all over it. It, it just felt like he was involved in every big play in the game. Who? Who'd you say? <sighs> fucking shit. I fucked it up again. <laughs> Micah Parsons. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, it's fucking. Uh. It's, just, it's just racist. <laughs> for me to not get his name right week after week. Yeah, it is a little I'm bit. I'm better than that. Yeah. Uh, Fucking better than that, man. <laughs> uh, Dak was good. Uh, I mean, I guess, you know, I don't know. 22 for 25, 276 yards, two touchdowns. Zeke. I feel like they're finally starting to figure out this running back thing where it's like, yes. why, do you, why do you need to have a conversation about, like, if you have two running backs that are that good, then you don't have to have this conversation about which one's better. Just yeah. Just the, to, the, like this to me was the most like complete and perfect 
version mm -hmm. of how you handle the Zeke Pollard situation yeah, because man. you had Zeke had only 42 yards rushing, but he had two touchdowns. So they mm -hmm. were mostly using him deep in the red zone. Mm -hmm. um, Pollard had eight, only 80 yards rushing, but then he tacked on 106 yards receiving yeah. with two receiving touchdowns. So it's like, yeah. You don't have to have the debate if you find the right balance. And to me, this was perfect. Obviously, it's in a game where you completely just blew the doors off the Vikings. Can you, you know, can you do this every, you know, last week we were having a conversation about how, um, you know, how, how do you lose to the Packers, right? And then they show up and drop a 40 burger on the Vikings. So this, again, the NFC is like fucking schizophrenic. I can't figure it out. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, the Vikings had me thinking they were for real, but now I'm sort of recalibrating. I don't know what to think about them anymore. Damn. <clears throat> the next game, we got the, uh, Bengals and the Steelers and, uh, it was, a, it turned out to be a good game, mm -hmm. you know, and the Steelers were sticking with it. It was the best look for, uh, you can see the growth and, um, and the young buck, what's his name? The quarterback. Kenny Pickett. Kenny Pickett. It was it's some mm. growth in there. I can see that it's it's working out. All right. He's got a really good wide. He's got a really good wide receiver. What's his name? I don't remember his name. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know where he went to school at. I don't know shit. Where about did he go? Did he go? <laughs> go ahead, get it. Get it in there, man. Sorry, I'm just having a big sip from my Georgia Bulldog cup. Uh, <laughs> go ahead. My man, former Bulldog George Pickens is a fucking beast, son. Let's go. <laughs> The, the whole sound in there. He's good at football. You gotta yeah. admit, he's really good. And he dropped the he dropped one that would have set it apart too. Like he would have had another touchdown. The uh the deep one that was like a cover mm. two beater. He he blew by those two. The safety was maybe a little late or something, and it was just just out of his reach, man. If he would have pulled that one in, jeez, it would have been a crazy day. They might have won the game, uh, mm. but they stuck in there, man. The Steelers putting up thirty points. You're not seeing that all the time. Especially no, I mean, it helps when Joe, Joe Burrow, I mean, whatever, Joe Burrow threw four touchdown passes, but he also threw two picks. Mm -hmm. um, TJ Watt, I don't know. That's, I don't even, he's like, he's such a freak of nature the way. That interception able. was out of the, like, two other linemen got interceptions this week. He's holding my beer interception for real. <laughs> exactly. How do you do that? The ball is coming super fast and he's just like, oops, oh, it's mine. Just, it's an absolute dart. And I like the celebration, out. too, on the side where he throws his hat, his, his helmet up like a grenade and watches it hit the ground. Like, oh, man. <laughs> Love that dude, man. The Watt brothers, man. Geez. Yeah, man. He was uh, he was special. This team is so much better with him in the lineup. Uh, yeah. It's you, you almost have to give him. They're not a great team this year, but with him in the lineup, you almost have to give him a chance week after week because yeah. he's that good. Um <clears throat> T. Higgins had a nice day, 148 yards. Man, he Still was no, carrying it. He was. He's really stepping up in the absence of Jamar Chase, which is great. Um, but did any? I, I'm just curious. Did any of our listeners have Trenton Irwin or Samaje Pirine in their fantasy leagues? Because these motherfuckers put up all the points. Yeah, uh, Trenton got had hurt the, as well. Mixing guy hurt. Uh, Trenton had one TD catch, and Samaje Pirine with three fucking TD yeah. catches. Uh, I did not see that coming. Um, Najee Harris had a nice touchdown too. That one where he flies he over just the top, jumps over the dude. That was dope. That was dope. That was a great play. 
Yeah, it was it was a fun game. I was glad that they put up a fight. Um, I didn't expect them to really put it up. You you picked the Bengals to win that. Yeah, it was fun and uh, but Anarumo too. Is, yeah. You got to give a shout out to Anarumo mm. from the Bengals too because yes. it, I, you know in the second half the Bengals defense was was pretty dominant, Stout, only allowing yeah. a field goal until the Steelers scored pretty late in garbage time to make this look really a lot closer than it. Yeah. <laughs> That that last touchdown that got him that those thirty points was really, I mean the the Bengals got the ball back they kneeled it twice the game was over it was garbage yeah. time, um, but yeah they they did that thing where they adjusted at halftime and said let's I shut this about thing that. down I thought about that uh, during the game I was like damn he did it again and now the Bengals are quietly sneaking up on the Ravens they're in second place at six and four the Ravens are at seven and three and they didn't look good against the Carolina Panthers so. They better uh, watch the fuck out. That might be a showdown. This is, is kind of like last year, mm-hmm. except for they did it to the Steelers. Mm-hmm. Sneaking up on them, man. Maybe mm-hmm. it's uh, Wag Taylor's uh, strategy. I just start off looking like I need to get fired, and then I look like I need to be coach of the year. That's my thing. Mm-hmm. He's like uh He's the he's, he's the uh, he's, he's the opposite of Cliff Kingsbury. <laughs> he's Philk Berry Kings. <laughs> yeah, he's like the the polar opposite of Cliff Kingsbury. I'm gonna start calling him Philk. Uh, then we had uh, a gr- maybe the game of the week: Chiefs versus Chargers. A barn burner. Yeah, a Sunday night game. Um, we picked the under. Unfortunately, everything else we got right. Uh, Why did we do that? That was stupid. I I just I figured the char- Chargers. Oh, we didn't know Mike Williams was gonna play, and Keenan Allen. We didn't know they were both gonna play. But yeah, they did play, and uh, the Chargers looked like the Chargers of old. And in keeping with the Chargers of old, they lost the game at the end. <laughs> <laughs> like they do. That's what they do. Yeah. Uh, Kelsey was out of his goddamn mind. <laughs> as always. Yep. Uh, Mahomes is just like, there's always one or two plays every game where you just like, only this guy can do that. And, what do you uh, think of this um, this Isaiah Pacheco guy? I like him a lot. I like the way they're, they, I was thinking about, I was thinking about Buffalo as I watched this game too. Mm. The, the way that they like, they really committed to, the, especially early in the game, they committed to trying to run the ball. This has mm. been a deficiency in both of those two teams where it's just like, all right, they're going to throw the ball every down. But they made it where, like, you had to respect that shit. And uh, I like Pacheco a lot. I liked him all year, though. Yeah, he's really, really recently kind of emerging as their yeah. as their main guy. Yeah, uh, he stole that shit from Clyde, uh, Clyde the Glide. Yeah, exactly. So. He had... Um, yeah, 15 carries, 107 yards. Uh, Joshua Palmer for the Chargers had a surprisingly good day. 106 yeah. yards, two touchdowns. He was catching those deep bombs. He's been using him a lot, uh, Justin Justin Herbert. Justin mm-hmm. Herbert looked good. Um, he threw his, uh, his, uh, his every game, if they're like down at the end, he's going to throw a pick. So he did that. Um, he was on par with his normal thing. But yeah. only seven Weren't the Chargers? Weren't the Chargers up like twenty to thirteen at the half? Was it twenty to thirteen? I think it was. Yeah, yeah. And then the Chiefs came out and just took over. Um. Yeah. Man, Mahomes, dude, you can't. Yeah, he's the. You can't fuck with this guy. He's the best. He's so good that it's like, it's like Jordan, where like let's, we know he's the best. Let's give it to somebody. You know what I mean? It's like that, where like Jordan doesn't win MVP. It's like, come on, man. Mm. He's he's at that level. It's fun to watch, and uh, I just hope he stays healthy. Like for the sake of the league, <laughs> you know what I mean. He just wants yeah. to stay healthy. 
Yeah, and he's true. a gamer too. Sometimes he'll go out there and run. I love the way he like scampers and gets those last like three yards and sticks the ball out just a ton almost. Mm-hmm. It's nice. He's good. Then we had uh you thought the you went for the upset on the final game. Cardinals. Wah, 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 wah. Oh no, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you thought Cliff Kingsbury's Cardinals. Oh, they put the graphic up too. His college, Cliff Kingsbury's college and pro career, uh, how he starts the seasons and how he ends them. They put yeah. that graphic up. I'm, I'm sure they're going to do it every game for the rest of his career until he's fired at the <laughs> end of this year. But uh, they, uh, this, the 49ers what was came the, out. Oof. What was the final score? I'll tell you. They, they man, they, uh, 49ers beat, <laughs> beat them 38 to 10. Oof. And yeah, they start. I watched it. I watched every snap. I do that every Monday night game. Colt McCoy, he came out trying to ball too. Um, he went twenty four for thirty four, two hundred eighteen yards. Wow. Uh, but he didn't finish the game. But hmm. I think I think it's partially because it got out of hand. Like uh, McCaffrey hmm. was going off. Like they were hitting on all cylinders. They they were scary as shit. They got game, all the yak hours. bros going in this one. <laughs> the, the yak nuts. bros, I like that. They were all like they were spreading it around. It was like pick your poison. If Ayuk, he scored multiple touchdowns. Ayuk did. Uh, he had two. George Kittle had two. Uh, and then, but Debo, Debo Samuel coming around uh, around the end the way they mm. do. Uh, McCaffrey, Elijah Mitchell was balling. It's like they were just like picking and them ha- apart. And that and that one Kittle touchdown where it looked like the Cardinals. We're just making the business decision to not even try yeah. to tackle him. Was like that had, was just disgraceful. He had punished them already, man. They were probably like, "Man, this bully. <laughs> Let mm. me just get in my locker. I'll put myself in my locker." That's he was out there like. running around before the game and after the game with these Mexican wrestling masks on, and just like <laughs> he, he was a beast. Because oh, you know, yeah, for, the game was in Mexico. <laughs> the game was in Mexico, uh, Mexico City, at the Estadio Azteca. Um. Which, you know, for me, like I, I was actually going to, after I woke up and saw who how this game played out and watched the highlights, I was like, my first question is like, how do you say the 49ers dropped a hammer on the Cardinals in Spanish? <laughs> okay. Um, so then I looked it up uh, and it, apparently in Spanish, that is Los 49ers Lanzaron un martillo sobre los Cardinales. <laughs> That's how you say they dropped a hammer on him. They did, man. Mm-hmm. And uh, they dro- I mean, it, this was just an absolute fucking beat down. Jimmy G with four touchdown passes. When do you ever see that? And and when are you going to see it again? Probably never. 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 You know what I mean? It like, takes a special team to, to to get shown up like that by Jimmy G. And that's uh, but that being said, th- this is this is precisely what they had expected. When obviously when when uh, what's his name Trey Lance mm-hmm. gets injured, Jimmy G slots in. This is was the best case scenario. Yeah. We have great pieces. Just hit them in space and yeah. let them do the rest of the work. Yeah. And that's why Debo is the one who came up with this nickname, the Yak Bros. That's <laughs> that, like he came up with that nickname for those guys because that's all they need. It's like just get the ball in their hands. I don't care if the pass is. One yard, two yards, three yards. Just let them do the rest from there, and that's pretty much what happened here. Yeah, man. Well, that was it. That was the game. Uh, the um, the final tally for uh, flip 'em pick 'em. 
it was eight to seven, so we both had a yeah. Eight to seven mm. this week, and, and one of those is three points for me, <laughs> mm. which was kind of a BS three points, but hey, it, it's rules are rules. Uh, mm. So I'm winning 93 to 87. Let's so go. Far. It's tight. Yeah, neck and neck, baby. Let's go. Yeah, man. It's tight. So uh, we're going to get ready for week 12, but before week 12, we got to have the superlatives. Let's go. <laughs> Real MVP, man. Who you got? You know I got to go with my man, Scorderell Patterson, mm. okay. who just okay. set the all-time NFL kick returns for a TD record. Nine total in his career. Not to mention, he also has seven career touchdowns that are 100-plus yards. Wow. No one else No one else in NFL history has more than three. Wow. Damn, and this man crazy. is sick. This man is 6'2 and 220 pounds. Damn. Okay. On top of that, my favorite part of this whole thing is how, you know, this came right after he fumbled the ball away, which led to a Bears touchdown Mm -hmm. to come back out on the field, knowing that you just gave away these points to the other team. And that's how you respond. And I saw I just saw this morning, this clip where he was mic'd up on the sidelines. And after the Bears scored. He was mic'd up and he's talking to I posted it on the Facebook page. He's like, hey, y'all just do your job. I'll do the rest. Just go out there and block somebody. I'll take care of the rest. And he goes out on the field and just blasts that motherfucker 103 yards to the house from the wow. A to the A. My man, Corderell Patterson. For the A. You are, for the A. Let's go. <laughs> you are the real MVP, baby. Let's go. Oh, I got excited, man. I couldn't even have my own. You the real MVP. <laughs> All right. Well, I, I was going to give it to him, but he fumbled, so I didn't do it. So I had to go with a different uh, MVP, and that's uh, Travis Cheat Code Kelsey. Mm. Did what he does and cranked out three touchdowns to give his team the victory. He's mm-hmm. so fun to watch and was ready to take down uh, a game Chargers team that had yet another instant classic of a game against their big brother Chiefs. Kelsey would not be stopped, even with the defense keying on him all night. I'm still in awe of his speed and elusiveness at his size, and he always seems like one of the leaders with his juggernaut of a team. This isn't the first, and I'm sure it won't be the last I say. Travis, Kelsey? You the real MVP. Woo! It don't get no better than that, baby. That's <laughs> throwing his own sound right there. <laughs> That's a good choice. I like it. Uh, who's, who's our trash? Go ahead and give our trash. <laughs> I, I, I'm going to go with the entire Patriots-Jets game. Uh, I mean, this bitch, this motherfucking bitch, this uh, bitch was sold to us with so much narrative going into it, right? The Jets are 0-13 in Foxborough over the last several seasons. They haven't won a game there since Brett Favre was their quarterback. Uh, and, And Bill is supposed to be that coach who can, you know, take away that one thing that you're good at and make you win some other way. I, I mean, I guess... You could say Belichick's defense, you know, the Jets' offense didn't give him anything to take away uh, because they weren't that good, right? You can't take something away if it ain't there. Um, (laughs) But the Patriots weren't good either. I mean, it takes a rookie punt returner making an 80-plus yard house call to make sure that this shit bowl doesn't go to overtime at 3-3. to And and Zach Wilson, I mean, this (laughs) – Get this. Listen to this. This fucking blew my mind. The Jets had more punts 
than Zach Wilson had completions in this game. <laughs> I mean, oh, yeah. dude, you, ne- you, you had two yards in the second half. You never crossed your own 35-yard line. This is one of those games that if we had a relegation league in the NFL, mm. you'd have to just say, okay, that's it. Both teams Automatic. are going down right now <laughs> for making fans pay actual money to see mm-hmm. this shit. You're both punished by with immediate relegation. See you next year. Goodbye. Mm. Just go away. Yeah. And now, and, and then all this shit that we talked about before about Zach Wilson, you know, wrong answer, bro. Y- you let the, you let the defense down. Um, now he's, uh, he's probably going to get benched for being a fucking douchebag because he can't take responsibility for being a shitty quarterback who it's not his fault that he's not an NFL quarterback. They picked him to be one and they found out that he's not, this guy is not, he's the next journeyman backup, basically the next Sam Darnold, the next fill in the blank. He's not, he's a bust. He's not real. He sucks at football. He's a bad fucking football player. God damn. Sorry. You're trash. You are trash. All right. Um, you finished with the player that I'm going to name this, yeah. this week. I Double can't down. give it to the whole Jets because the Jets defense stepped up and they sure. delivered three points for the offense to capitalize on. Sure. And the offense could not. Mm. Same to be said for the Patriots defense. So I can't give them both trash. But Zach Wilson was a bag of vomit. Full baby diapers. Oof. And old chicken skin. Oh, no. I don't know if I've ever seen a quarterback that bad before, especially in this advanced passing league that we're watching these days. This dude was 9 of 22 with 77 yards. That sounds like a quarterback that got benched. But, no, he played the whole game. Mm. The offense had two yards in the second half. Zach Wilson led that passing game in the second half to minus 21 yards. Yikes. That's not a typo. Negative 21 yards in the second half. I've never seen anything like it. The outlet <laughs> pass to the flats that sailed over the running back's head told the entire story to me. And to cap mm. it off, Wilson, when asked if he feels like he let the defense down, the defense, by the way, held the Patriots to three points up until the final kickoff return. Wilson said he did not feel like he let the defense down. I don't know if he re- <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I don't know if he returns to the starting position anymore at all after that statement. If I were his coach, I'd tell him in, so- in five simple words: Zach Wilson, hmm. you are trash. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, my shit that got learned hmm. is uh, the Vikings are not for real. <laughs> <laughs> this is not a knee-jerk reaction at all, either. <laughs> I've been watching the Vikings. They haven't really passed the eye test. Mm. They're fun and all, and I have a soft spot in my heart for for our guy, uh, Kirk Cousins, mm. uh, because of his statement that we all love that I can't mm. find on... Uh, <laughs> you like that? Yeah. You like that? But this team is not ready to, tackle, to take on, the take the step as a contender. At least not from what I'm seeing or what I've seen this year. They almost lost to the Commanders. They're beating some bad teams. And now mm. the schedule is reminding us who they really are. Kevin mm. O'Connell is uh, at that part of the season where teams have adjusted to his style. And it might be time for him to switch it up. We'll see if he's got it as a new coach. 
I don't mm. know, but uh, that's the shit that I got that that got learned from me this week. I agree with you, and I think that they're probably a year ahead of schedule oh, as yeah, far yeah. as like where they thought they were going to be. So yeah, that's yeah. sort of the the good news for Vikings yeah. fans. That's true. Um, that you're you're a year ahead of where I think anyone ever expected you to be, which yeah. is you know clean. Yeah. yeah. So I, I I I they to me were were the team that I expected to make the most regression in the second half of this of the season mm, okay you know what i mean yeah that makes sense um but we'll see uh for me i learned that the afc is definitely going to win the super bowl this year <laughs> <laughs> yeah because as i've said multiple times throughout this episode you just you can't trust the nfc the eight and one Vikings lose to the six and three Cowboys. The seven and two Giants lose to the three and six Lions. The eight and one Eagles barely beat the three and six Colts with a high school coach. Barely. I mean, the Super Bowl defending Rams are in an absolute coach. tailspin. Yeah. And the Rams are just completely mm. out of control. The Seahawks, who were tapped to be one of the worst teams in the NFL, are now well, actually, I think maybe the 49ers are in the lead of the NFC West now, but you get the point. Uh, I cannot sit here and tell you who from the AFC will win the Super Bowl, but whoever makes it to the dance, mm. this shit is a lock. There is yeah. no way the NFC is winning the Super Bowl this year. Damn. That's a good point, man. Mm. I can't, uh, for, yeah. There's only one, yeah, t- yeah. We'll talk about that too. Scariest AFC team. Um, well, obviously you can make an argument for the chiefs. Yeah. Is that who anybody, you're anybody could. Um, but for now, I'm actually going to stick with the dolphins, even oh. though they were on a bye week. Um, somehow I think that they got even scarier because they didn't play this week. Like it was almost like the rest of the league could sort of collectively take a breath, like a sigh of relief <laughs> because the dolphins were not playing football on Sunday. Mm. And, and the idea of them coming back healthy, considering the number of wins and the way that they win football games. Um, I, I don't, I still, it, it to me, it is, it's still the dolphins and the chiefs, I guess, if I had to say it, it's mm. kind of a coin toss. All right. I got it. I just said it's the Chiefs for me, man. I feel mm. like they got the best player in the league on the team. Uh, they can win in different ways. The way that they were running the ball this game mm. uh, against the Chargers, and then getting the interception at the end when they needed it. I feel like, uh, yeah, they're they're the scariest team. I wouldn't want to play them. Mm. You make a good point with the Dolphins, though. I mm. just uh, their defense really scares me. Mm-hmm. I mean, in a different way, <laughs> it scares me as a fan. Right. Uh, scariest mm-hmm. NFC teams. I'll start 49ers. They look. Mm-hmm. They had a very uh, complete, very complete game. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, this past game, beating the, the brakes off the Cardinals. Who are the Cardinals? But uh, they put it together, and I like that uh, Yak, the Yak brothers, the Yak mm-hmm. Bros, because mm-hmm. uh, that's what they are, man. It's a they. They look like an AFC team. <laughs> Except True. for they got an NFC defense that's out there, old True. school NFC defense that's out there punching you in the mouth. Um, mm. I, I forget the linebacker's name. I wanted to mention him that was flying around the field. He wears the arm brace on his right arm. Mm. Uh, he was everywhere. He looked like you, you mentioned Milano. He was playing like Milano, man. 
uh, I can't remember his name, but anyway, uh, they they were all over. Is it Hendrickson? I don't no. know. I don't. I, I won't remember. But I remember. he was he was balling. Mm. I think that is. Uh, it might maybe, but yeah, there were mm. the 49ers mm. easily. I think the scariest team in the NFC. I think I wouldn't be surprised if they seem like the one team I think could pull off a Super Bowl upset over the mm. AFC. Yeah, maybe if they get in there, that defense is crazy. Who you got? Scariest uh, Last week I said Vikings, question mark, question mark, question mark. <laughs> um, and I guess you could say 49ers. I, I, I hear you. I, I need to see it a few more weeks in a row, to be honest. I, I, I'm, I think it's great that they beat the Cardinals, and they look obviously dominant. I, I saw the same game that you saw. Um, yeah. But I still do not trust the 49ers 100% yet. Mm-hmm. Um this week I'm going none of the above. Cowboys look great, but I want to see them do it more consistently. Same right. thing with 49ers. Eagles, they were out there struggling against yeah. the high school football coach. Uh the Giants fell on their faces. Um, I mean, my Falcons obviously look sneaky scary, but you know, that's always a week to week TBT TBD <laughs> kind of thing. Uh so I'm gonna roll with uh none of the above this week. All right, man. Falcons are playing the Dolphins in the Super Bowl. We know what's going down. <laughs> do you got a were we are we adding put some spec on my name oh i got one yeah you got one i got somebody who i'm putting spec on their name you want who me you, want to, some, you want me to do mine who who am i putting some spec on their name put some, put some spec on my name <laughs> rookie aiden hutchison mm. put some spec on his name he's got gator arms but he had two interceptions <laughs> so far and he's a j- <laughs> And he's adjusted to NFL speed and is thriving. The pick he made in this game and his run back reminded us why Detroit picked him so high. Mm. The league is on notice now. Aiden Hutchinson has arrived. Mm. Put some respect on my name. Mm. He's an argument for patience. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just give it a minute. Like, give him some time. He'll be fine. Yeah. I like that. That's pretty good. Um, I want to put some spec on uh, Mike Vrabel. Mm. The coach of the Tennessee Titans. Yes. I feel like I don't give this dude enough credit week after week. I doubt that these Titans, uh, I I just doubt that they're going to be able to do this. And, and, And they seem to do the same thing every year. They start off slow and then they get better as the season goes on. He is, it doesn't have, he, he's sort of like, um, what's his name? Mr. Uh, we do not care. Um, Oh, Mike Tomlin. Exactly. This guy doesn't have, he's never had a losing season either. Mm. And, and yet week after week, it comes around. If I'm given the chance to pick the Titans, I usually pick against them. And, and there's something about this dude who he just always figures out a way to make this team better than the sum of their parts. Um, Unlike most of the coaches in the league. And I feel like, yeah, I I just don't give him enough respect. And he, I want to put some spec on his name, put some respect on my name. Yeah, and that's that's a good point, man. I like that. Hmm. He made Brian Tannehill into a winner, man. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like everybody mm-hmm. was doubting Tannehill, and he brought the best out of him. Mm-hmm. He old school football, making it work mm-hmm. in this new school era. Yeah, and he's the only. He's not even part of the Belichick tree necessarily nah. because he's a he was a player. Right. But he feels like the only person to come up. What what is he like a Belichick Bush? <laughs> you call him instead of a tree. He's part of the bush. He's in the shadow. Right? He's the he's part shadow. of the he's part of the shrubbery. Uh, um, 
He's the only real successful he's one. Pollen. He's Belichick Pollen. Right. <laughs> and him yeah. and Wes Welker, <laughs> who's a receivers coach in Miami. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> who's getting a lot of praise because of Tyreek Hill? Is like, shut the fuck up, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, that was this episode of SvenFL, man. We really appreciate y'all checking out our Week 11 preview, and uh, we'll be back soon with the uh, Week 12. I'm sorry, Week 11 reactions. We'll be back with the Week 12 predictions pretty soon. Mm. But we appreciate y'all. Uh, it has been Jonathan Rollins. Skip me, sorry. With SvenFL. Uh, don't forget, you can support us at patreon.com slash SvenFL. Hit us up. Follow us on Instagram, Spinnerbell Pod, and uh, we'll catch y'all soon, man. Peace. Later, y'all. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.